What if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you are truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we will explore topics from magic to practical step-by-step -step processes and everything in between. There's no place we won't go, nothing too ridiculous or weird, in the quest to live life as grand as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer are the embodiment of Opposites Attract. Collectively, they're the summation of Megan's big vision coupled with Suzanne's knack of her details. Partnered in love and in business for the last five years, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. Welcome to Love Life and All Things Weird with Megan and Suzanne. Hello, hello. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Woo! I am just coming back from such an amazing weekend, Money Magic Weekend. We just had our live event, and holy moly, we blew the roof off the place, man. <laughs> It's, Suzanne told me I was like the greatest American hero where I, I don't even know like my uh, superpowers, but shit comes out of me and stuff happens uh -huh. and uh -huh. I'm stumbling around and, but <laughs> whoa, like, holy crap, that shit works. I know, it was fun. It was a really good weekend and we had like live streamers from what, five different states around yes. us, right? Yeah, like, uh-huh. Colorado and Wyoming and Arizona and Texas and Ooh, what Texas. Else? Idaho. Um, Idaho. Idaho, yes. Yeah. yeah. It was so great. Oh, I, I was I was in charge of the live streamers. I was like doing all the texting and like all mm -hmm. of that. So that was fun. I was at the computer. Megan was in front of the room for all of our like I think there was probably twenty five people live or something like that in the twenties. Mm -hmm. So yeah, what an awesome weekend. I, I think mm -hmm. you blew uh, some people's fuses, huh? <laughs> do you know what's so funny is we do the same thing. We did the same thing with the live stream we do on the show, which is fry the line sometimes. Like, <laughs> Suzanne would be like, live streamers are gone. And I was like, okay, <laughs> ready, punt. Like, I just have to think of something really fast to do in the room that wouldn't be relevant for the live streamers so I wouldn't do content while they were gone. It was so funny. We do, yeah. but, you know, I think this show gave us a lot of practice and sort of, you know, uh, going with the flow of technology and and uh, feeling all that out. But it was really, I was so proud of everybody that came. They were so brave and so willing and so vulnerable. And I think... I mean, it's, you know, it's scary sometimes to go, yeah, like, this is something I believed, you know, and and this is something I've been living in. I've been playing small, and, like, these guys are just so willing to let it go and to play big, and here I am, and I have no idea what you just said with this pot and pot thing, and it's a yes, I'm going to clear it, yes, you know, and I just, I get so inspired by people that, that come to our events and um, people on the show and, and everybody that I coach with. And I just, I, I love the willingness because that's what it's going to take for us to change this planet and for us to have a different reality on this planet is a willingness for all of us to look in and go, 
who do I want to be in the world? And like, it, it, do I like where I'm playing? And am I, am I playing big? Am I playing small? And what, what do I, where, where do I want to play? You know, I, I love that so much. Yeah, so, and we're super excited because we have, um, we videoed it and we're getting it all edited and pretty and then we're going to have it available um, mm -hmm. for all of you to, if you missed it, that you can get a copy mm -hmm. and join mm -hmm. in on the magic. So mm -hmm. that's super exciting. So we'll have more information about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I wouldn't advise people to buy it unless they would really like some change to happen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you just want to stay the same boring yeah. person. <laughs> You'd probably watch like five minutes of it and go, oh, God, i got to go to sleep now. <laughs> if, you, if you don't want to change. Bit. Yeah, a yeah. bit potent. Just yeah, bit. just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, Han, speaking of yeah. a tiny bit potent, our yeah. show today, a tiny oh bit, it's gosh. not about a tiny bit potent, is it? No, it's like when we were at coffee talking about it this morning, holy wow, like emotions were running. So I, it'll be interesting to see what happens in this hour. But like I'm like I found this um, poem. I would call it kind of like a poem or even like a manifesto, honestly, mm -hmm. on Facebook just the other day. Like it just caught my eye and I was like, oh, wow, this has got to be in our show. This is so perfect. So I just wanted to start the show with that, with this. And so um, I'm going to read it. It's by a woman named Jeanette LeBlanc. And I don't even know who she is, but she is fucking amazing. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. what she is because she wrote this. So here it goes. Listen to me right now. You are right. Fuck it. No more. Never again. You are not too much. You have never been too much. You will never be too much. The very idea is preposterous because you were born to be you, all of you, not a tiny acceptable slur, not a watered-down version with colors dulled and edges softened. No, you were meant to be every last pulsing, bleeding, loving, crying, feeling bit. And if someone tells you that you are too much for them, the only truth you need to remember is this. It is highly likely that they are not now and never could have been near enough for you because you, my dear, are the sun and the moon and the stars. You are the force that pulls the tides. You are the unrestrained howl under a wide open moon. You are the essence of what it is to dance into ecstasy. You are the heat and the sex and the sweat and the burn and the soft and the grace and the grit, and the ocean of tears. You are all of everything. You are the mother and father of us all, and the son and daughter of the universe. You walk through shadows and light. You burn down and rise up and hold captive the pulse of the world. You make the gods tremble. And that, my dear, is bound to make some people crazy uncomfortable. It will make them pull back and push away because the way you dance with your shadows and your steadfast commitment to your light will push them into spaces that are fascinating and compelling and utterly terrifying. Your very being asks them to step into places they may not be near ready to visit, let alone stay. Because like the depths of the ocean that calls you home, 
you will never be easy. But darling, you were not brought here for easy. You are here for so much more because you are a boundary pusher. You're a truth seeker. You're temptation and seduction and heat. You're a mirror and a sorcerer, and inside you swirls the power of the ancients. So no, you are not easy. But in the space of that truth, please also know this. Do not get this confused with the notion that you do not deserve the deepest ease. Don't for a minute let them convince you that you will not know the grace of a lover who does not require that you constantly translate yourself or diminish yourself or quiet your storm or tone down your extravagant love because that, my dear, is bullshit. Because out there somewhere, there is a love who will never dream of calling you too much, who speaks like you in poetry and candle wax and stardust, who runs outside on stormy nights to howl at the moon, who collects bones and sings incantation and talks to the ancestors. And that lover, when you find him or her, will see you and know you just as you are and just as you should be. And they will say, yes, yes, you. I will go there with you. I have been waiting for this. And so while you are waiting, I want you to do this for me, and for every last too much out there. You take all that too much and you channel it. You gather every last ember of your too much broken heart and you light the flame. And in doing so, you will call forth the others and sing the song that brings us home. And then you, in your infinite, perfect too muchness, unleash it all on the world and you go and you love too much and you cry too much and you swear too much, fall in love too fast and get sad too often and laugh too loudly and demand with clarity the exact terms of your own desired existence. Don't you dare consider doing anything but that because we need you. Every one of us, man or woman, who has been called too much, you are our reminder in the most desperate of moments that we are exactly as we should be every last too much bit. Woo! Hallelujah! Mm-hmm. Sing it, sister! Praise be to Jesus! <laughs> exactly. So everything that that poem brought up for everyone, can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyond. So we were reading this poem today to each other. Uh, We were actually uh, vying for who was going to get to read it. (laughs) And so we were just each reading it to each other. and, And every time... Like when I read it, when she read it, there's just a wellspring of emotion of of really the potency um, that we've been calling too much in ourselves, that we've had called too much from other people. And um, I, it's time, like I think that's why this, you know, this poem spoke to us so much. It's like, it's time to be that too much. The world mm-hmm. needs our too much. Mm-hmm. I want to yeah. um, 
I want to tell the story of this weekend at Fitz, if if it's okay. Um, we were at uh, this restaurant in Salt Lake City called Spitz, and it was Saturday night, so I was all kinds of in my bigness from uh, training all day from our weekend. And um, there was this family beside us and this little boy that had these really cool, like, glasses that were strapped around the back of his head. They looked like Superman glasses, right? High-octane mm-hmm. glasses. He was maybe three or four or whatever. And um, I started playing with him. At first, he just kind of looked at me really shy, and I was, like, telling him how cool his glasses were and stuff like that. And um, then all of a sudden, I started dancing. They were playing, like, some weird rap stuff in the in the restaurant. And I started dancing with him and playing with him. And all of a sudden, he came out of his shell like nothing I've ever seen in my life. And this little kid started dancing and animating and his whole body was shaking with the mm-hmm. energy of mm-hmm. his potency, of his intensity. And oh my gosh, and I was just like, come on, more, more, bigger, come on. And I was like, like just totally enthralled with this kid. So much so that I didn't even notice something that was happening that you noticed, darling, because I think this is mm-hmm. so relevant to this conversation. Yes. So tell, yes. tell the people what you noticed when this was all yeah. happening. So Megan is just focused in on this little kid, and they are just doing this thing. And I don't think he even knows really what's happening, but Megan is just like, like she is so much about possibilities, right? She is just so in that conversation all the time. So she is just with this kid, just like more, more, more. Come on, you've got it. You've got more. You've got more. Come on. And um, and the parents, the mom and dad, are like really uncomfortable. Like they're just watching this go down. And especially the mom is just like, oh, like there's this part of her. Like she actually got up and left the table. Like she had a little, another little girl. And But for me, what I saw was that she was too uncomfortable in this exchange. And, you know, and the dad is just kind of watching Megan, and she's he's watching his little boy. And after a minute, he kind of just let the barriers kind of go down, and he actually took out his phone and started videoing his little boy. And it was just so sweet. Like, all of us are, you know, me and my two daughters and Megan, and we're just like we're all in this process with this cute little family, right? But it was so interesting because Megan was so just so focused with this little boy, and he was just he looked like he looked like an animator, he was so magical, like it was just like wow. But like, though, there it was, it created so much uncomfortable, it created uncomfortable for my daughters, you know, because they're watching Megan with this little boy and they're kind of like we're in a restaurant you know and they're like oh gosh Megan like what are you doing right so it's just so so much about our conversation and this topic for today of like how young were we when we got the message that we were too much you know that whatever part of us that we needed to put on the back burner that we needed to repress that we needed to push down Like, how many messages have we gotten in our life about, you know, that we're too emotional or too over the top or, you know, too happy or too silly or too playful, 
you know? Or we're asking too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, a lot of us turned down our asking because we knew that so much more was available. And we're like, hey, what about this? Right? And we got men. We don't have enough money. We don't have enough this. We don't have enough this. And, oh, by the way, you are something not good for asking for more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everywhere you shut down, you're asking for more. Can we uncreate and destroy it, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and man. And you know, like the thing that that um, that I realized in that scenario, because I was so focused on that kid, and like I was being, I had expanded who I was willing to be from stepping out this weekend, and that there is a huge new healing capacity that's been coming through me that I debuted this weekend at the workshop, and I was super scared <laughs> to like. Because it's weird. It's weird looking. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it is like having a massive impact on people. And I'm like, okay, I'm willing to be this. And so I was just in this expanded place. And I literally, it's almost like that little boy's soul called to play with me. And I wasn't mm-hmm. going to let him be anything less than him if that's where he what he wanted. I didn't I blocked out his freaking parents. I didn't even mm-hmm. know they were having issues. I blocked out anybody at my table that was having their uncomfortable bits because that mm-hmm. little boy's potency wanted to come out. And it was because I was willing to be more of me that that space was created for him. And he was so he was so freaking cute. When he I don't know if you saw this, but when they walked out, when they left, he sat at the window. His parents were pulling him, waving at me, right? And it was just, it was so freaking cute. And you know, it's like like this. It's time, you guys. It's time to be too much and ask ask too much and be out there too much and all of that. But if you're not willing to be it, then people will expand or shrink in relationship to what you're willing to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the people yeah. that are not willing to be more yet will shrink. And and mm-hmm. that's okay. And, and that's they're not ready to choose that. But the people who are ready to choose more of them, more of them will come out because you're willing to be that. They will be more because you're willing to be more. Mhm. It's it's just time to break the rules. You know, like these stupid social norms. You know, like like all those rules that we are in these little boxes and we have to whisper in and we have to like tone down our energy. We can't talk too loud and we I mean it's just stupid stuff, right? Like we cannot like we can't talk in an elevator. Like what? <laughs> I break that rule all the time. <laughs> right? I mean, like, and the things that we're not supposed to talk about, you know, the things that we're not supposed to, the, the emotions we're not supposed to show in public. Like, all it, just think about it, guys, all the ways in which we try so hard not to be too much. I'm like, Seriously? Is now the time, is now the time to just be like, hey, I'm me, I'm big, I'm totally over the top. I claim it. I am it. And I'm inspiring you to totally just 
let it all out and stand in that, that other people can stand in that. Because it's true. Like at first, this little boy was just like looking at Megan. And she's just like, come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> right? With her energy. I mean, she didn't say that to him. She, Her energy was an invitation. Like, come on, you know you want to. You know you want to. And that's what I'd say this show is about today. It's like, come on, guys. You know you want to. <laughs> so over the break, I would love you guys to ask yourself this question. What am I still not allowing me to be too much with? Where are you hiding some of your too muchness? Where are you playing small? Oh, like where have you settled for, oh, that's enough money. Oh, that's enough joy. Oh, that's enough visibility. Where are you settling when there is this thing in you, like that little boy who is like asking, his soul is asking to have that brought out, right? And like, what is your soul, what is your being asking you to be more of that you have been refusing? So just a little something to think about at the break and we'll come back and we're going to play more. Most people live in the land of either or. It's a scary and meager place where one can have either a happy relationship or a successful career. Where we can have either lots of time and no money or lots of money and no time to spend it. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to claim your most ridiculous life. Together, they are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true synergistic power. Finding yourself roadside in either or, Megan and Suzanne are here to reintroduce you to one very powerful three-letter word, and. Simple? Yes. Effective? Absolutely. Welcome to the land of and. Listen to Love, Life, and All Things Weird every Wednesday at 12 p.m. noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Bars session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a Bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. 
Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also send questions or comments by sending an email to suzannepstoffer at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Love Life and All Things Weird with your host, Megan and Suzanne. Did anybody dance too much on the break? Woo! <laughs> Yeehaw! Uh-huh. So I wanted to, um, so we, we left you with a question at the end of our last little segment about where are you still hiding your too muchness. And I wanted to talk about like, uh, even though like a lot of us got a lot of messages around being too much um, in one form or another, um, I I wanted to say that the people that told us that we were too much were also scared. Mm-hmm. Um, for thousands of years, like being too much might have meant getting killed. You know, if you were Anne Frank hiding in the house and you were too loud, you could have got killed. So a lot of our parents, they weren't like bad. They were just like doing what they knew to do, what they had been taught safety was and how to be safe. And um, so I I was noticing there was a comment in the chat room and I hope it's okay to share this. If not, like, you know, you could throw me out like, no, don't. It's uh, uh, our producer, Rioa, was sharing in the chat room about, and I keep having to kind of find where it is about her dad one of the last conversations with my dad was telling me that he knows my whole life people had told me I was too much or not enough and that he knows that sometimes it was him too he then said fuck everyone else Rioa be you and I think that that I love that uh share thanks for being so vulnerable Rioa because I feel like you know um a lot of the messages were well-meaning, but they came from our parents' own fears and constrictions. And that actually, it, it never really was too much, ever, you know? Mm-hmm. And I and it reminded me of what came up for you this weekend, babes, around your yeah. dad and ex- feeling like you were too much for him. And, and I would love for you to share that. Yeah, I mean, it was this interesting moment where I had this awareness that my love um, is so big. Like, I just, I love people so big. And I was showing my love to my dad when I was a kid. And he was so, uh, he had such issues with self-esteem that he couldn't receive it. Like, it would just make him uncomfortable when I would show him that much love, all the love that I had for him. And so I could feel his uncomfortable. I could feel those moments where he couldn't take it in. And then I would shut down my love because I didn't want him to feel uncomfortable. I didn't want him to feel that intensity of uncomfortable. And, you know, and I realized in that moment that that's, 
because I'm so empathic and intuitive and I can feel what people are, are, are feeling. And so then I like try to manage or modify or, or like soften or, you know, shut down, um, all of that energy that's there in the moment. Um, and it was just this powerful thing because Megan asked me, like, was it really too much for him? And it was like, no, it actually wasn't. So, like, how many of us, you know, how many of us can feel what people are feeling and we interpret it a particular way that it's, like, uncomfortable or too much and so we shut down and yet that moment of intensity is, it's it's a, it's an enrollment moment of, like, hey, dad, can you receive a little bit more? Can you, like, feel me a little bit more? It's kind of like if Megan would have allowed the space to change how she was with that little boy in the restaurant, what would have happened? But she wasn't, like, she wasn't even tuned into that. So it's really powerful, and it just, like, inspired me that, you know, like, I've been shutting down my love, to everybody and what would it be like like if I could just love as big as I love <laughs> bring it babes <laughs> I'm ready for it <laughs> Ooh. yeah thank you for sharing that sweetheart I had um the thing about it is, is that I think that even the people who are most scared of our too muchness actually are waiting for it, yeah. right? Actually, like it is a gift to them. They do receive some part of it. It's like you got that your father received however much of it he could and given his, you know, paradigms and stories and everything else, like he could only allow so much of it in. But you betcha his being was affected, impacted, and expanded by that. Mm-hmm. And I and I, I think it really is like, what are we going to focus on? Are we going to focus on the people who like might judge us? Or are we going to focus on the people that are craving us, that mm-hmm. are craving that bigger being, like the little boy? I could have focused on his mother and shut down or went mm-hmm. away. But uh-uh. Like that, I was like, there was this, feeling in me of having that kid's back and I didn't even know why and I was just like walking everything else out like come on little guy here we go right and so um I I feel like it's a choice because at the Mm -hmm. end of the day like even in my workshops and stuff right I can feel the shit I am bringing up for people I go deep Uh boys and girls like I I'm I have my hold back button been broke for a long time like I go like so deep and I can feel the uncomfortability of different people in the room. And then I can feel, and there's a part of me that gets a little bit like, Ooh, I should back off. I should like not make it so uncomfortable for them. But Hey, boys and girls, if you want change, it requires uncomfortability, you Mm -hmm. know? And it's like, I have got to be there for the people who want are ready to go more, who are ready Mm -hmm. for that bigger space. And mm-hmm. it's like I can't cater to the lowest common denominator. So where are you catering to the lowest common denominator to determine 
how much energy you can be, how much potency you can be, and how much intensity you can be. Everything that is, times a gazillion, go we uncreate and destroy it, please. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyond. Yeah, and I'd like to do the clearing of, of having everybody say, I'm too much, I'm too much, I'm uh-huh. too much, like three times, okay? So everybody. Okay. I'll be I'll be everybody. Yes, I'll be okay, everybody. do it. Okay. Yes. I'm too much. I'm too much. I'm too much. And all the shiku implants and explants that are keeping that in place and all the decisions, judgments, computations, and conclusions, and projections, expectations, separations, judgments, and rejections that all that brings up, can we uncreate and destroy all that? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, boy shorts and beyonds. Who decided what too much is? Mm-hmm. Is there a thing called too much? I mean, is, as an infinite being, is there ever a place where an infinite being is too much? No, is the answer. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm wondering if we want to address Aaron's questions in the chat room, I think it's a fantastic question because I feel like so many people um, have this going on, and that's why we're doing this show. And we have a kind of a kind of a part two to the show next week called "Too Big for Your Britches," which is actually a little bit different direction, but it's kind of from the same family. So yeah, like um, uh, the question is. I am confused by the feeling and awareness of too muchness. My power, uh-oh, there it goes. <laughs> now, I'm having empathy for you doing the live streamers this weekend, hon. It just disappears, doesn't it? Okay. It sure does. My, I'm, uh, okay. I am confused by the feeling and awareness of too muchness. My power builds and I've been holding back so much. I'm not sure I even know how to let it out or be. And there's some continued questions on top of that. But how would you respond just to that part one of the question? Well, what I would say is that for me, when I'm feeling that rising energy of too muchness, um, I actually kind of go external. Like I kind of go outside of my body and I start focusing on what other people are doing, you know, like what other people, how they're responding. And so I actually kind of lose my own connection to my body, to what's happening in my body. Mm-hmm. And so then I feel kind of out of control and I'm like looking at other people and feeling other people and I, it all gets all confused and glumped. And then I just want it to go away. I feel really uncomfortable. I just want to shut it down. So for me, you know, what has helped so much is like as that energy is coming up, that I'm really present with it, that I'm focused in on it, that I'm actually go internal instead of external. And I'm like in the question of like, ooh, what is this? Ooh, I wonder if I gave myself more space. What would this what would that do? Right? So for me it's like we're so used to pushing down and controlling the energy and managing it that just being present with it can be a really awesome first start. Yes. And I want to 
kind of piggyback on that because he's him and also a couple other people were talking about how that big expression got wrapped into something else. Like uh like for me it got uh wrapped up into I would um physically hurt myself a lot. I would get in uh, like car accidents and like break my arms and legs and fall off of barns and all of that because I feel like I was trying to put this way big energy into this little teensy tiny body, <laughs> little mm-hmm. bitty body, right? And and so it and also like there were times where I kind of like said something that just as a child does out of curiosity and having it freak out my parents, right? And so. So we all have something, be it like some faux pas you did, where in actuality, maybe you weren't fully embracing or aware of the energy that was coming through you, or you weren't aware of your audience for whatever reason. And you did you did do something that kind of uh, may not have been like your best move, right? It may not, it may have caused like, in my case, car accidents or whatever, right? And mm-hmm. so it... Um, so everywhere that you've glumped your big potency in that thing that you did wrong and that mm-hmm. you've also now, it's just, you've just been shamed for it. We've all been shamed for big energy, guys. So everywhere that you have been shamed for your bigness, for your big energy, for your big expression, can we uncreate and destroy it, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. And any sticky bits you have with it, every st- any sticky bits you have with your potency and your intensity, anything that's sticking to it, like rage. So for like some people, like the only time they're big is when they get pissed off, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. so everything that is, can we uncreate and destroy it, please? Yeah. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. So I wonder if it might be good to kind of make a distinction between potency and intensity and like sort of rage or like you know you know like what I used to do which is like you no know, do an eight ball of cocaine drink a fifth of whiskey and drive 120 miles an hour on the freeway like you know mm-hmm. that was that was sort of a I think that was a wonky and inverted expression of this big energy that I had no idea what to do with well yeah and my version of that was like because I'm so much feminine energy that I would go into the feminine storm, right? And I would be like full on in the feminine storm, especially with my partners. And I mean, Megan, I'm sure you've never seen that before. What? Um, Sweet? No, babes. Not at all. Where I am so in the feminine, so in the storm, I'm so being dramatic, I'm so like over the top, like seriously wallowing in crying and a woe is me and the world is horrible and my life sucks and you know all of that right so it's like there's I I think for me that was my version is just being so wallowy in the drama of it all right which is yeah that's emotion but like in that I had no accountability. I had no ownership. I had no, I was not tuning into any of my awareness, you know, any of my own accountability. I was just in victim drama. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So here's the dealio, boys and girls. Um, If you're listening to the show, you probably are more like um, a fire hose than a little drippy sink. Okay, meaning that you have big energy. 
Like if you're on this show, you have big energy. I'll guarantee it, or you'd be wouldn't even be interested in the show today. So, what you have to realize is that you can create you can create a lot of good with your big old hose. Or if you don't know where you're pointing that thing, you could flood your basement, right? <laughs> and you're not if you're not consciously aware of where you're directing this big energy force of yours. Yeah, you could create messes. Oh, by the way, that's going to reinforce that you're too much. It will reinforce you making mm -hmm. yourself bad, which will justify you not being as big as you really be because you're actually just freaking scared to be it. So everything that just brought up, can we create and strike, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyond. So what Suzanne's talking about is that you, it, the, the number one step here is to say, hey, I choose to be fully accountable for my energy. Like, this is my energy. I get to choose how to direct it, and I'm going to be conscious of how I direct it. So everywhere that you've unconsciously direct your big energy in drama and trauma, right, and then made it up that that meant that you couldn't be you because mm -hmm. it upset something or you blew up something, can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyond. So what, here's a, uh, I think they're, uh, we're almost ready for our second break here, but I want to send people off with a, with a question to play with. What energy, space, and consciousness can you and your body be to be way too much with total ease? What energy, space, and consciousness can you and your body be to be way too much with total ease? And as you try that on, as you let that land, as you circle it, swirl it around your tongue like a nice glass of wine, how does that feel in your body? Did you feel the release? Did you feel an expansion? Did you feel a let go? And just kind of be with that question over the break, and we'll see you when we come back. Uh... Most people live in the land of either or. It's a scary and meager place where one can have either a happy relationship or a successful career. Where we can have either lots of time and no money or lots of money and no time to spend it. On Love, Life and All Things Weird, Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation and full permission to claim your most ridiculous life. Together, they are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true synergistic power. Finding yourself roadside in either or, Megan and Suzanne are here to reintroduce you to one very powerful three-letter word, and. Simple? Yes. Effective? Absolutely. Welcome to the land of and. Listen to Love, Life, and All Things Weird every Wednesday at 12 p.m. noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. 
The BARS is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a BARS session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a BARS class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also send questions or comments by sending an email to Suzanne P. Stoffer at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Whew. This big energy day on Love Life and All Things Weird. Whew. This is fun, Woo. though. Yeah, it is. It's good stuff. Yeah, so there's a lot of talk in the chat room about um, sexual sexuality and actually what we call in access sexualness, which is that the sexualness of our being is um, orgasmic, uh, healing, nurturing, life force. There's seven specific words that they talk about in access and they're just not in my brain right now. But it, it is the healing force of the of the planet of and in our bodies, guys. And and because we have so much shit on sexuality, like it's getting channeled into like copulation. Right. It's like, oh, I have sexual energy, must have sex with you. Right. It's like it gets I think because of all of our constructs around that energy, then it comes out all sideways and wonky. But actually, if we really understood that energy, we could literally heal our own bodies and everyone we come in contact with. We heal the earth. We if we would be willing to allow our sexual potentness to be fully expressed. Right. It would be so awesome. Yeah, because like, and to just back up a little bit, like with our topic today of being too much, how many men have been accused of being too sexual? How many women have been accused of being too sexual? How many women have been accused of being too flirtatious, right? How many, how many just men and women alike have been accused of being way too much with any type of sexual energy? That there's somehow all these rules about what's enough or what's too much and what's okay and what's, you know, and even in partnership, right? Like in romantic relationships where, you know, like you'll go to a party and then your partner later will be like, you were flirting way too much. Like you were flirting with that person. There's all this kind of jealousy and um, all this stuff, right? That's, that's, that gets wrapped up in being too much with your sexual energy. So how many of us have been, have, have ran that? You know, have thought our to our own selves, like, oh wow, I was a little too much there, right? Mm-hmm. We just had um, the the all the seven words come in from our one of our favorites, controlling bitch. Six, mm-hmm. Sexualness is the nurturing, healing, caring, creative 
joyful, orgasmic, expansive energy of life itself. Sexualness is the nurturing, healing, caring, creative, joyful, orgasmic, expansive energy of life itself. By the way, you're here because somebody had sex, yo. It's like in every cell of your being is sexualness. Um, and if we want to take all those words and make it one word, it's aliveness. If you're denying sexualness, you're denying your aliveness. And when you allow yourself to go bigger with it, rather than to try to contain it, then you're not going to be trying to let it all go through your wee-wee. You know, it's like, <laughs> did I just say that? <laughs> That's funny. Oh, Charlie. Oh, gosh. Back to the, back to the hose, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to the fire hose. <laughs> So, so, but let's think about this, right? Like this happens all the time with you, honey. It's like, cause you are such a light sleeper and I'm always up hours after you with my little party for one. And like when I'm trying to like be quiet and I'm trying to contain my energy and I'm trying to, to walk so gently, that's when I, I knock everything over. Like, I, I don't know if you heard the other night, I, I knocked a water cooler over. Like it was so bloody loud and I, I promise I was being so quiet, but actually what we have to do is go in the opposite direction, which is to go bigger, to, uh -huh. to like expand our energy, to allow your body to expand into your infinite self. And like, cause what that does is it creates a lightness and I've been practicing that lately and it's so fun cause you don't wake up. And I don't knock things over. But when you try to contain something, when you, like, think about it, guys. If you take a fire hose with that water, whatever the substance is that's coming out, and you point it at a little plastic toy with a little hole in it, what's going to happen? <laughs> that toy is going to either bust out or be all over the place, right? You've got to, like... You've got to go bigger, not smaller. It's the containment that creates the wonkiness. Why do you think that Utah has the highest rate of porn of any state, the highest rate of um, incest, of sexual abuse? Why is that? Because everybody's trying to freaking control it. Everybody's calling it bad and trying to stick it in little tiny places. And everything so that just brought up, can we have a straight up, please? <laughs> and I love uh, controlling's clearing that she did. Let's uncreate and destroy anywhere that we need to use our wee-wee to be the sum total of our sexualness. <laughs> Can we uncreate and destroy yes! all that? Oh, my God, that's brilliant. <laughs> right, oh. wrong, good and bad, pot and pot. Oh, my voice short. Let's yeah. do it again. So everywhere that you are using your wee-wee to be the sum total of your sexualness, the sum total expression of your sex sexualness, can we uncreate and destroy all that? Yes! Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyond. <laughs> so, darling, are you ready to read our poem again for all those yes. that missed it? Yes, but I also want to give a tool. We did some clearings, but I wanted to actually give a really quick tool, and then I will get however far on this I do, and then I might be reading it through the through the song. Um that I want to say that, that where you start is like, hey, like, you know, how can I be 1% more me today? 2% more. Like, start 
start getting practice with being in that bigger energy, that larger energy, in, in really gentle ways for yourself. You know, show up in a workshop of mine. Like, you, just try to play small in one of my workshops, you know? Like, meaning that, like, go to places where your bigness is received. Go to places where you can be all of you, no matter what, right? And practice being around those people and going to those places and play the 1% more game. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. Any, do, anything you want to say before I go no, into the poem? I'm going. I want you to go okay. into the poem. Yes. So for those of you who missed the poem of today, here it is again. Listen to me right now. You're right. Fuck it. No more. Never again. You're not too much. You've never been too much. You will never be too much. The very idea is freaking preposterous. I added freaking. Because you were born to be you. All of you. Not a tiny acceptable sliver. Not a watered down version with colors dulled and edges softened. No, you are meant to be every last pulsing, bleeding, loving, crying, feeling bit. And if someone tells you that you are too much for them, the only truth you need to remember is this. It is highly likely that they are not now and never could have been near enough for you. Because you, my dear, are the sun, the moon, and the stars. You are the force that pulls the tides. You are the unrestrained howl under a wide open moon. You are the essence of what it is to dance into ecstasy. And you are the heat and the sex and the sweat and the burn and the soft and the grace and the grit and the ocean of tears. You are all of everything. You are the mother and the father of us all and the son and daughter of the universe. You walk through shadows and light. You burn down and rise up and hold captive the pulse of the world. You make the gods tremble. And that, my dear, is bound to make some people crazy uncomfortable. It will make them pull back and push away because the way you dance with your shadows and your steadfast commitment to your light will push them into spaces that are fascinating and compelling and utterly terrifying. Your very being asks them to step into places they may not be near ready to visit, let alone stay, because like the depths of the ocean that calls you home, you will never be easy. But darling, you are not brought here for easy you are here for so much more because you are a boundary pusher, a truth seeker for temptation and seduction and heat. You're a mirror and a sorcerer and inside you swirls the power of the ancient. So no, you are not easy. But in the space of that truth, please also know this. Do not get this confused with the notion that you do not deserve the deepest ease. Don't for a minute let them convince you that you will not know the grace of a lover who does not require that you constantly translate yourself or diminish yourself or quiet your storm or tone down your your extravagant love. Because that, my dear, is bullshit. Because out there somewhere there is love who will never dream of calling you too much, who speaks like you in poetry and candle wax and stardust, who runs outside on stormy nights to howl at the moon, who collects bones and sings incantations and talks to ancestors. And that lover, when you find him or her, will see you and know you just as you are and just as you should be. And they will say, Thank yes, you yes, to you. Love, life, I will go there with weird. you. I have been Megan waiting for this. So while you are waiting, I want you to do this Eleven a.m. Central, much, 10 a.m. Too much out there. And 9 a.m. Pacific. All that on A to Z dot FM. Be sure to tune in for more tips on how to live in the land of ants and claim your marvelous magical life.